0: Let me tell you a little something about Anchor. This is, of course, where we're hosting this podcast. And the best thing about it is it is free. So it's not costing our church a dime. They have tools right there on the website that I can upload the sermons. I can record a quick little introduction and put it out there. Anchor distributes everything for me. They've got it on Spotify. They've got it on Apple. They've got it on Google. They've just sent it everywhere. Uh, We're actually able to have no minimum listenership required for us to have some money put in by doing these advertisements that we can put right into the church. So if you want to make a podcast and you're not sure how to get started, just go to anchor.fm and you can also download their free Anchor app and they'll have everything you need to get started right away. So why are you wasting time? Get after it. If you want to start your podcast, anchor.fm is an easy and quick way to get started. Hello, and thank you for listening and downloading the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast. Here we're going to be listening to sermons given from the pulpit by Pastor Philip Kuntz. This is our first episode and our most recent sermon, and I'm going to be uploading some other sermons as time goes on from the past, and we'll have a new sermon up every week. We do want to invite you to visit us here at Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church at 310 Randolph Road in Kansas City, Missouri. We're right near Worlds of Fun. Now, this sermon was given right here this past Sunday, January the 10th, 2021, and it is called New 2020 Sight. And now, let's join Pastor Philip Kuntz. Let's now
1: turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. As we're going to read verses 5 and 6, which we just read a while ago, incidentally. So that looks awful familiar. Well, there's a reason for that. We just went through it, but we're going to do it again. The book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. If we could please stand on the reading of the Lord's Word. And it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Amen. And you may be seated. God bless and honor the reading of his word. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. We can say it all day long and then some, but when things don't go our way, then we fuss and we get upset. We get frustrated. It happens. <laughs> Let's be honest. We can read that and say, oh, good words, good words, and then suddenly we don't quite get what we want and we get angry. I remember when I was a kid, I'd go out to the ice cream man. Well, I tell you, what, that ice cream man knew me pretty well. You probably can't tell by looking, but he did. And I'd say, I'm going to get this certain ice cream cone. The thing is is it was not always the same flavor. And I think I'm gonna get these different or sometimes it'd be like you get a character. And if I didn't get the character I wanted, I wasn't always that happy and I didn't always treat the ice cream man like I should have probably. But that's the that's the thing. A lot of times people treat God that way. They treat him like an ice cream man. They pray and they say, I want this and then when they don't get exactly what they want, they treat God mad. They treat him mean. Oh, I, I, I treat God great because He treats me great. Well, here's the problem. You don't always get what you want. You don't always get what you want. But you still got to God, like God, because that's who He is. That's who He is. You know, my first sermon last year, our first sermon last year, on the 5th of January of 2020, the first sermon last year was called 2020. We talked talking about clear vision. And we spoke about that. We talked about how we see physically and psychologically, in other words, mentally, emotionally, morally, spiritual vision. We spoke about that. That's what we spoke about. And the fact of the matter is, is I was going to speak in this sermon two weeks ago, but things happened in which we weren't able to have church. There were physical reasons and then weather reasons. We weren't able to do that. So then we decided to have a sermon, the same sermon, and God knew why. God knew why, and I'm glad we did. I'm glad we waited to have this sermon. It makes more sense now. I mean, to be honest with you. But now we're speaking again about this. So we spoke last year. On the very first sermon of 2020, uh, in 2020, we spoke about that was the name of the sermon. 2020, talking about vision, about having physical, psychological, uh, emotional, moral, spiritual vision that we should see things not in the war the ways of the world, how others see you. But we, we talked about not having the cataract of sin. That's what we spoke about. But we should have the eyes of God. That's what we spoke about last year. This year, the first sermon of this year that we're going to have is called New 2020 Site. New 2020 Site. Brand new 2020. How we see 2020 and how we see this year. And people, they love to talk about 2020 and they look at it and say, oh, what a terrible year. And it was in some ways. It was a very terrible year. We look at that. We see all the things that happened. And a lot of things happened that we weren't happy about. We could see that. It's obvious. It's hard to see. And they talked about how 2021 was going to be completely different. And remember, this sermon was not prepared now. It was prepared a couple weeks ago before 2021 happened. And people spoke about it, said everything is going to be new and wonderful because of a brand new year coming in. That's how they spoke about it. But I have news for you. Numbers don't change a thing. Numbers on a calendar don't change a thing. That's not how it works. Numbers don't change reality. Numbers don't change truth. Because Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. He changes our reality to what they should be, what they ought to be. And I have news for you. If you don't have Jesus Christ within your heart right now, your reality is a facade. The things that you think are real are not. The things that you see on TV, the things that you hear from your friends at school, the things that you hear from your friends at work or your family members are all alive. lie. If you don't have Jesus Christ, then your reality is that when you die, you're going to burn in hell for eternity. That all the things that you think that you have, the treasures that you think you have, are nothing. Because they were all rust. They all turned to nothingness. All the morality that you think you have are nothing. They may be social mores, but they're nothing. They are absolutely nothing. Without Jesus, you have nothing. What you need to have is new 2020 sight, and that is the title of today's sermon, as I said before. You need a new 2020 sight. You need to have a brand new vision, not just of that year. But of all the years, of all the times, of all things, you need to have new 2020s. Right? You need to see brand new, and you can only get that through Christ. Jesus is the truth. We're not to walk in the ways of the world. First of all, when we talk about the world, we're talking about the ways of sin. The world around us. Who made the world in the first place? Who was it? The Lord God. God made the world. But sin perverted it. He perverted, Sin, talking about Satan and sin, what was brought in, perverted what God made. God made everything perfect, absolutely perfect. We talked about it over and over again. Oh, pastor, you say it a lot. Well, there's a reason for that because it's true. We, You know, we also get up and out of bed a lot. Doesn't mean we shouldn't. This means we have to say the truth a lot. And that is that God made everything perfect. And what does Satan do? He made a what? A mess. That's right. Satan perverted it through sin. Sin perverted the world that God made. But here's the thing. Even though that's all true, and it's all true there is a verse that helps me every day. We can look around and see the perverted world that we live in, and we could all moan and gripe and suck on our thumb. I don't I don't recommend that we do that. Incidentally. It looks silly for one, and it's not very good for your thumb to be truthful. Spiritually, physically, or anything else. But here's what I can read to you right now. It's going to help you a little bit. Turn to the, the book of Psalms. There's a psalm that helps me. Psalm thirty-seven, in fact, verse seven. Psalm thirty-seven. And it goes something like this: It says, "Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for Him." Oh, we, I don't like waiting patiently. Nobody does. What we got to? We got to. I mean, you have a choice. You don't have to, but you're not going to get anything for that. I'm going to start again. It says, "Rest in the Lord." This is Psalm thirty-seven, verse seven? Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of those who prosper in their way, because of those who make wicked schemes. I'm going to say it again. Psalm 37, 7, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of those who prosper in their way, because of those who make wicked schemes. Folks, God knows... He knows the things that are going to happen in this world. He knows of the evil people. You know, when I was a kid, I used to, I guess you could say I was naive. I used to watch my Super Frames cartoons. I used to watch all those things. I always thought that the good was going to win over the bad, and guess what? I'm right. It just isn't always like a Super Frames cartoon. It just doesn't mean that the good guys are always going to throw them in the cages. It doesn't mean that by the end of the cartoon, the 30-minute time slot with the commercials included, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen in our time. It doesn't mean it's going to happen when we see it. It's going to happen in God's time. We can't always expect things to happen the way we want it to happen, okay? But God knows what he's going to do, and we have to trust in the Lord God. God knew it was going to happen, God knew about the lies. He knew what was going to happen the other day at the Capitol. He knew what was going to happen with the lies, and yes, the lies, and yes, the cheating. He knew about all that stuff that happened every single day. He knew about all the horrible violence and terrible killings and murders that happened all through the summer. Summer was a lot worse than what happened at the Capitol. God knew about all of that. God knew about the quote-unquote reverend who lied and, and uh, misused prayers the other day that wasn't even in the Lord's name. It was in a demon's name. It was in the name, uh, a demonic name, and in a blasphemous prayer that he prayed when he said, Amen or a woman. He knew about that. He knew about all that stuff. God allows it to happen. We may say, But why? That upsets me. Well, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it upsets upsets me, too. But here's the thing no matter what happens in this world, and things have been happening in this world since the beginning of sin in the world, but God knew about all of it. God knew that there was going to be a giant. Facing David and was going to blaspheme the name of God. And we've seen what happened there. God knew that there would be people, evil people, all around when he sent a flame to the world. God knew that there would be people trying to kill him in his flesh when he was up on the cross. God knew about all that. God knowing about all the wickedness that was going to happen in this world, we have to wait for God's timing of things to happen. Not because we're seeking revenge, but because we need to know that God's got it under control. We need to quit worrying about what we want and hush up and let God take care of everything. That's what we need to do. We need to just hush and be calm and go to the Lord in prayer. Instead of turning on news or CNN, which is a news, instead of doing that, let's pick up the Word. Be calm and pray. See, God gives sight and wisdom through his word. He does that very thing. Let's see what it says in James 1.4. And I know I don't want to give you time to read the words that I'm saying. That's why I tell you where to write it down if you want to. James 1.4. But let patience perfect its work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. It's hard to be patient. I'm not always patient. I'm not going to lie to you. I deal with children. <laughs> I used to work at fast food. wasn't all that good at it. It's not that good to be patient when you're all human, but you have to be patient. if You want to grow in the Lord. It has to be. Hebrews chapter eleven, verse six says this: "And without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him." Because we must seek the Lord. Patiently, always seeking God. We must go after Him, search Him constantly. Seek His wisdom. Seek God through all the hard times and difficult times. And folks, as I said before, this storm was being put together long before all this stuff started happening. On the Capitol and all these things that was happening in the news this week. God knew what was going to happen. God gives us sight. He gives us wisdom. But God gives sight, he has plans. I like what it says in James 4, 7. Therefore, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Or as in 1 Chronicles 16, 11, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. We must come to the Lord. Don't worry about all that other stuff. That doesn't mean that we ignore it. But we need to seek the Lord. He is with us constantly. Yes, we know about all the things that have happened. We know about all the lying, the cheating, and things that happen. And this is not the first time. It won't be the last, unfortunately. You may say, but I'm disappointed. I'm upset about things that have happened in my life. And I understand that. I do. But God has plans. He has plans for the better. Even through difficult times, God is with us. As long as we continue to seek Him. And the Lord says this in Isaiah 41.10. And keep in mind, Isaiah was going through very difficult times, even worse than what we're going through now. And God said this, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God knew exactly what was going to happen. He also said to Isaiah in chapter 30, verse 21, He said, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. God is with us, folks. He's with us. We have to continue to walk in Him. Yes, I know you're going to hear a lot of people telling you lies. You're going to hear a lot of people telling you to follow them, but don't. Follow the Lord. Just follow God. Don't worry about all that other stuff. And then Jeremiah, he also went through these hard times, these difficulties. You remember, their land was being torn asunder. Their land was being torn all over the place. In Jeremiah, in uh, chapter 29, verse 1, said, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, we've said that a lot. But the Lord God knew exactly what he was going to do for that land. Even though it seemed like everything was being torn apart, and nothing but death, God knew exactly what He was going to do. And it did seem like absolute destruction. Folks, we knew that after all that, what was going to happen? Even though they went all the way down for 70 years, it seemed like absolute danger and torment and horrible times. What would come after all of this? But to be rebuilt back up and Christ would come. God would come Himself in the flesh through His Son. So all of this had to happen so something great could come afterwards. Absolute Horrible times came, and good would come after. And I'm here to tell you right now, we are going to go through horrible times in this world, absolute horrible times, even death perhaps. But I know what's coming after death. Oh, I do. After death, the kingdom is coming, and I'm not concerned about it. Let him come kill me. Now, I'm okay with that. I know that would be bad for you. I know it would be bad to clean up after me. But guess what? I know where I'm going, and I know where you're going too. I'm okay with it, because I know where we're going. There is a kingdom coming. There is glory coming. Don't be so concerned. I'm not saying that we don't want to be realistic. Of course, we want to be realistic, but I'm not concerned about all that. Folks, and I know you're right here with me, you're saying, oh, well, you know, you don't understand all the problems I have. I do. I have pains in my fingers. I can't feel all my hand. i got pains in my head. Folks, there's times I wake up and I say, Lord, God, if you want to take me home, I'm not going to complain. I'm just like you. i got pains all over the place. But folks, I know that when I get to heaven, there's going to be nothing but joy, joy, joy. I feel like dancing right now. Not because of how I feel now, but because I know how I'm going to feel when I'm there. Amen? So be it. Amen. That's what amen means, by the way. It does not anything to do with with a man or a woman. It has to do with the fact that he, the son of man, has already come and died forth. Amen. So be it. We know what we're going to know. Boy, if I could right now, I'd go speaking in tongues. And I I won't, though. I won't. It'd just be confusing. God does have plans for us. Romans chapter 8, 27 through 31. You can turn with me if you will. You at home, go ahead, turn with me. Romans chapter 8, 27-31. He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Talking about the Holy Spirit. Know the mind of the Spirit is because He intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. This gets taken out of place all the time. But listen to the whole word. Listen to the whole meaning. Okay, I'm going to say that again. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. To those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, so that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. Talking about Christians now. And those whom He predestined, He also called. And those whom He called, He also justified. And those whom He justified, He also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I say it again. If God be for us, Who can be against us? Next time people are in your face saying horrible things, calling you stupid, and they're going to, by the way. They call you stupid. I dare say this. They may think you're stupid, but I say to you as the Word says, it is He who says there is no God that is a fool. So do not worry about what they think because they're not the ones you're going to have to answer to. the Lord God is. They mean absolutely nothing. Oh yes, they mean something to God and He wants them saved, but if they have willfully choose to follow Satan, then they mean nothing. Absolutely nothing. Oh, but pastor, you don't understand. Someone called me ignorant. No. Who cares? I don't care what you know, hashtag.com thinks. I really don't care. I don't care what nincapoop.com thinks. I really don't care. I get called so many horrible things. I was called dumb the other day. Oh well. I've been called a lot worse. All sorts of hashtag, four letter words, and other things. But I'm going to tell you this I take it as a compliment. I take it as a great compliment. You don't have any idea as a pastor what I get called on YouTube and all sorts of things. I think they need to quit hurting with me. The fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, is it is a frustration because they don't hate me. They hate he who is within me, what we stand for. And we need to remember that. They need, we need to recall that. Don't let your feelings be hurt. Oh, but they made fun of... No, they made fun of he who's on the cross. And they did a lot worse to him. The fact of the matter is, as we have new 2020 sight, we need to put on glasses. Pastor, you're wearing glasses already. All these aren't that grand. But let me tell you something. We need to put on glasses and have vision. Because our own is askew. Our vision is askew. The vision of the world is blind. They can see nothing. And there are some Christians who do put on glasses. They put on rose-colored glasses. That's not good. That's not good. They put on rose-colored glasses. They live in fantasy. And they live in denial. And then people think that's what Christians do. It's not how it's supposed to be. But they do, they live in denial. Everything is happy, happy, joy, joy. They put on these Disney cartoon glasses. Oh, we're as Christians, are supposed to be joyful and everything. And they start singing songs like joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. There's nothing like that, that's a great song. However, they actually read the word and think that God says you're supposed to be happy through everything. You never have any trials. Don't you know that? Once you're saved, you never have any troubles. You never have any trials. You're supposed to be a Disney cartoon character. No offense, my dear friend back there loves Disney. You and me both. But the point is is that they suddenly believe that you're never supposed to have any trials once you're a Christian. You didn't know? Yeah! You're supposed to never have troubles again. That is nonsense. You're not supposed to wear rose-colored glasses, but blood-colored glasses. Because the blood-colored glasses of Christ is completely different. Yes, when you wear the blood colored glasses, you know that there will be sorrows, there will be troubles and tests, and there will be pain. But even though, even though that you know those things, you can always see hope and joy through Jesus Christ. That is the colored glasses you're supposed to wear. I have the blood colored glasses on, and I can see. All of that all the time, knowing that no matter what occurs to me, no matter what happens, I know where I'm going. I know that they cannot take me out of the hands of the Lord God. I know that all will be well through Christ. Nothing is going to take that down. Nothing. And it says in Second Corinthians five, seven, four, we walk by faith, not by sight. And that is how it has to be. The world is blind. They're blind because of sin and death. But we are saved. We are saved from sin by the death of Jesus Christ. And David said it in Psalms 119, verse 37. Turn my eyes from looking at what is worthless and give me life in your ways. We know that we're going to be okay. Because we can be guided by the word and by wisdom in those who we know. And I think it's wonderful that my Uncle Russell happens to be here today. Because I can tell you this, my father used to say that he was his pastor brother, the one that he could call to when he needed someone to help him, guide him. I do the same. I have a couple of brothers to call. He's one of them. It's the one I call the most. When I need wisdom, when I need people to talk to, we do the same to call people. I'm not saying call him necessarily because he's got enough on his plate, but here's the deal. He's like, be careful. Be careful. Okay. But here's the thing. When you have problems, go to the Word. Have fellowship with your brothers. The ones that you know are wise in the Word. Don't just go to anyone. Well, they say they go to a church. Yeah, but you want to make sure that they're wise. You want to make sure that they don't just claim it, but they live it. Because remember, by our actions we're known. You don't want to get a hold of someone who says they go to church and yet at the same time they're at the bar every night. That they're out there Messing around with women and everything else all the time. You want to make sure you know what you're doing. You want to make sure this person is true to it. Proverbs 11, 14. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. There is safety. We need to make sure that we know what we're doing. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who listens... To counsel is wise. I'm glad to have counsel. I'm glad to have counsel. I have people I go to. Another counsel I go to is right there, Brother Jeff. Another one is Seth. Another one I go to occasionally is Babule. Another one I go to isn't here. My brother Al, I go to a few others. Proverbs sixteen nine. A man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directs his steps. The Lord directs his steps. Because we can find wisdom in ourselves all the time. But if we don't go to his word, we're going to find ourselves on the wrong path. I've done it. I know. I like what it says in 1 John 5.14. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You know, people a lot of times say, God will give us anything we ask for. That's... No... He's, I've said it many, many times. He's not a genie in a bottle. He's not a genie in a bottle. We need to be very careful. Quit thinking that the Lord God is Santa Claus. He's not a genie in a bottle. He will not give you anything and everything. There are a like lot many false pastors out there who will tell you, whatever you pray, He'll give you. No, 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 no. According to what? His will. You shouldn't want it if it's not. No, no, no. No, no. As you live, no matter the date of the calendar, no matter what, there are certain scriptures that are going to help you. Certain scriptures. One of them is Proverbs 2.6. For the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth knowledge and understanding. Another is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It was Philippians 4.13. There's many, many others. I'm not going to read them all to you, but I will say this. Right now, One that you need to remember is this. Especially with the people who are being unpeaceful and hateful. You need to remember Hebrews 12.14. Write that down. Hebrews 12.14. Pursue peace with all men. And the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Because you need to be an example of Christ. Remember this. No matter what occurs in this country or anywhere else. We follow the king of kings. No matter who's in office, no matter who's in office, no matter who is your boss, no matter who you are with, no matter where you go, we follow the King of Kings. And if you don't, you need to question that. You need to question that. We need to make sure, no matter what happens around us, no matter what's on the news, you need to make sure you're following the King of Kings. Amen. So be it. As Colossians 317, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So be it. Let's bow in prayer. Dear Precious Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, Lord God, I pray that you will help us, Lord Jesus Christ, lead us and guide us to follow you in your will. Help us, Lord God, not to keep our eyes on the things of this world. Oh, Lord, give us clear vision. I pray right now if there be anyone right now here who's afraid of the things that are going on in this world. But you will give them clear vision, Lord Jesus Christ. Clear vision that you are still in charge. Clear vision, Lord God, that you've always been in charge and that you do allow things to happen because you are the setting things up for your final will. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray if there be one who's not here right now, who's watching at home. I pray, Lord God, that if they do not know you, that they'll come to know you this day. I pray, Lord God, always for your will to be done. And I pray, Lord God, that you will lead us and guide us. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen.